Okay, we should be live. How's it going, Real Dealers? It is your man, Phil Paul, and welcome to another episode of the Real Deal Bros podcast. And it is 2021, people. It is a brand new year. We finally made the 2021. Actually, it's uh, kind of funny I say that, especially with all the stuff that we have to deal with in 2020. Um, yeah, a lot of crazy stuff went down last year for sure. Like, you had to make a laundry list of it. And uh, yeah, I mean, and I'm pretty sure somebody's writing the movie script right now for 2020. So we could all be reminded to never go back to that kind of year ever again. At least we hope. And um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm so glad to be back on the podcast here. Um, Terrell should be joining us um, pretty shortly. But, um, but yeah, I'm definitely glad to be back on. Uh, definitely glad to be going into another year of the Real Deal Bros podcast. And um, yeah, just glad to still keep this thing going. But um, as a daily reminder, I also want to make sure, even though it is, yes, 2021, it's a new year, I do want to make a daily reminder that COVID is still alive. Yeah, COVID ain't just a 2020 thing. It's still going to still continuing to be a 2021 thing. So I just want to remind people out there to make sure that you go out, wear your mask, um, practice social distancing. And um, yeah, just keep yourself safe. Again, um, vaccine is still coming out uh, pretty soon, still being distributed. And hopefully, eventually, uh, the vaccine will be available to citizens. You know, they got to take care of those frontline workers first. But uh, yes, momentarily, we should be getting those vaccines. So once you get, once the vaccines come out, um, it is highly recommend that you do get that shot. Make sure that uh, we can slow down the spread of COVID. And I've actually been hearing about uh, another strand of it over on the East Coast. Um, yeah, I found that there are some strands uh, discovered in New York and uh, even different parts of the world. Um, don't know exactly what that means necessarily. Sorry, I'm just trying to hold on myself here. Just for people that are watching. But yeah, um, I don't know exactly what that means in regards to, you know, how this is gonna, how are we gonna have to like, like put down more restrictions? Are we gonna have to, you know, do something to not get this other strand of COVID that's been going around. Uh, I don't know. But all I do know is that you do, or we all have to make sure that we stay safe from COVID because it is still pretty strong. And uh, yeah, you know, we just, you know, just got to be responsible, you know, take responsibility, do what you can, stay healthy, because I know for sure that I'm pretty sure everybody's New Year's resolution is to make sure they get back in shape, at least for a lot of people. And um, it was actually discovered, and I think Terrell could come on. Oh, oh, oh great, Zoom. All right, awesome. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, this one, I'm going to wait for him. Okay, here he is. Hey, man, how you doing? What's up? What, what can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't hear your mic's off. Um, yeah, sorry, sorry, but I was got technical difficulties on Terrell's end. Um, hold on. Let's see here, come get him. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, he's dealing with technical difficulties, guys. Wait for him. Um, okay, so yeah, yeah, you just signed up. He'll, he'll be back though. 
But um, but yeah, definitely make sure you guys stay responsible with COVID and everything is still going around. And uh, yeah, I think um, before excuse me, before we get into tonight's topic, I want to go into um, you know, just a few things that I learned from last year and also you know the goals they have for this year. So I think one thing that I learned from last year, especially all that one happened or all that went down last year. Um, I think the one word that I would describe it in is adaptability. I mean, I feel like I had to adapt to a lot of things. You know, I had to adapt to, okay, let's see, Terrell's back on. Let's see if it works this time. Mm-hmm. And here I am. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you, bro. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so, hey, everybody, yeah, Terrell's back on, as you can see. Yeah, technical oh. difficulties, folks. Sorry about that. I apologize in advance. It's all good, man. It's all good, brother. Like, we're just glad to have you back on for the podcast. Of course, you know, I mean, I was just telling everybody uh, that, you know, it's a new year, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, new, new mood, everything. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I guess uh, before we get into tonight's topic, I was just going to talk about one thing that we've learned from last year and things that we look forward to doing in the following year. And I guess uh, uh, to, uh, I'll start with you, T. Like, what, what's one thing that you learned from last year and one thing that you look forward to uh, accomplishing this year? Oof. Well, if there's anything I learned about last year was to always stay focused because there will be chaos. And another thing that I've learned is to always keep a to-do list of the goals that you want to achieve the most. It's a good one. It's a good one. And not only that, just wear your mask no matter what, because you don't even know what the hell is going to happen on the next go-round. I mean, sure, it's the new year, but just because it's the new year, that don't mean things have changed. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that's that's all I was telling everybody. You know, of course, we give our um, daily, daily reminder to make sure you follow the COVID, the COVID guidelines. Um, but yeah, just because it's 2021, people doesn't mean that COVID's gone away. It's still here. Mm-hmm. It's alive and well. So. And also, assume the worst so that way you prepare for the worst. Mm. Yeah. I think one thing that I um, learned from last year, and I, I, I think people kind of heard it before um, before you signed in, but um, the one thing that I learned from last year was adaptability. I think that's the one word I would describe it. You know, I have to adapt to a lot of things, you know, from finding a job that, you know, is stable enough to keep me, you know, going, um, mm-hmm. doing online schooling, which is something I was not used to at all, something that I don't support in the, in the, in the, in the most, in the least. But, um, but like, but I found out that, you know, doing that, it eventually paid off, you know, I'm able to find a stable job. And not just that, I was able to get straight A's for the semester just by online learning. And, um, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and of course, those are goals that I'm surely proud of. And yeah, that's definitely going to help me in the long run. And, um, yeah, you know, it just kind of shows that, you know, even through the toughest times, you know, you still have to adjust to the unexpected and adjust to uh, trying to make, make sure that you get the best out of the situation that you're currently in. Indeed. And I feel... Like 2020 gave me that realization of what the unexpected is and how to adjust and how to adapt to your to the current situations. And you know, I feel like that's one thing that I do want to carry in going into 2021. And you know, as far as far as goals are concerned, 
I believe my, my goals are, you know, I just got to, I have to have a go-getter mentality, you know. I, I have a lot of things that I have planned for 2021 and hopefully, and praying to God that all of it works in my favor and that, you know, I learn from it, you know, I gain experience, you know, I, I, I accomplish, I accomplish things, you know, I just want to, you know, have that sense of, you know, thrive, you know, like I'm here to, like, like I'm here to make moves, so. And, you know, just gotta, that's something that I, I look forward to doing going into 2021. And even the small stuff too, you know, like save money, you know, stay healthy, stay healthy, you know, do things Financial like that. Financial stability. Financial stability, of course. You know, yeah, yeah even, those, even those small things too. But um, all of that comes with, you know, the, the, the bigger goals that you have in mind. So, uh, yeah, you know, that's, that's just my, how I see myself going into 2021. But yeah, and I'm pretty sure for all the real dealers that listen tonight, you guys expect, you know, better. Like, I'm, I hope you guys expect to do better in 2021, wherever that may be. And uh, yeah, just remember that, you know, goals are, you know, goals are meant to be achieved. And, you know, you just got to stay consistent, stay focused and stay determined and, and you'll get, to, and you'll reach those goals eventually. So uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And I also mm-hmm. learned not to even complain. Not that I do anyway, but I've seen a lot of people complain and, the more they complain, the less that gets done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually on that. Yeah, but we do have a, a interesting show for you tonight, and uh, talk about twenty twenty one. I'll say, even though, yeah, folks, it's gonna be a long year. That's for sure. I mean, like, mm-hmm. like we're only like what eight days into twenty twenty one. But it's been a crazy start. Yeah, we've already seen some drama. So I'm pretty sure everybody that's listening to the show tonight, for all the real dealers out there, you're probably aware of what took place in Washington, D.C. at the Capitol building Wednesday afternoon, January 6th. And uh, yeah, it was some kind of scene up there, for sure. A group of domestic terrorists raided the Capitol building. Oh, yeah, we're going to put it bluntly. Yeah, it was, it was, it was quite a mess. Uh, yeah, you know, large, like, of course, with the, um, with the magnitude of the 2020 presidential elections, you know, there was definitely a lot of, um, you know, I would say um, uneasiness going into the election as far as mail-in voting, uh, the candidates that are running, um, the, I, I guess, you know, again, like the magnitude of it, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement that took place the past summer, and everything else, like, in regards to COVID, uh, financial crisis, and everything else in between happening during 2020 and voting and all of us having the capability to go vote for a president that is capable for the job. But I think as far as incapability for, I'm not, I'm not gonna say his name uh, because I'm pretty sure everybody knows who I'm talking about when I, when I say this, but I, I'm pretty sure with the incapability and the instability of our current administration, it def, I think what happened on Wednesday it was definitely the icing on the cake for how unstable this man is and how unstable our administration is currently. And the amount of work that our new president elects is going to have to clean up once he gets inaugurated on January 20th. Yeah, and I feel bad for the fact that he has to clean up after a Neolithic incompetent. <sighs> that's, that's, a, ooh, that's a terrible thing to do. Yeah, but I, I really just want to go into, you know, because I, I, I don't know, man, I don't know, T. 
I think there's something wrong with how we're starting to handle losing. Because like, mm-hmm. like, like all due respect, like I believe, yeah, the United States should have like a motivation to not lose anything. But yeah, you should like whatever you do, you should have a refuse to lose mentality. But I think with the Trump supporters that were up in Washington DC yesterday and from the actions that they took and the extent that they took from like almost destroying the, the, cap, the United States Capitol building and putting all the senators in the Senate chamber in desperate fear, I think it definitely shows that at times a refuse to lose mentality doesn't work in the best way for uh, for every group, and no. it's, it's, it, it's take, they pretty much took it to uh, to an all time extreme. Uh, I would say you can lose and still gracefully, you know, carry yourself. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I can't I can't fathom how well I can't fathom how this was. Uh, acceptable on the circumstances of you know what well like what the state of the country is in because uh, i feel like there were a lot there are so many mistakes that i can list on why what happened on wednesday was so bad one it, it like the biggest one uh, you know you, you've mentioned a few times it was an act of domestic terrorism two there were a lot of maskless uh, so uh, massive protesters up in the Capitol building, which is already an issue with, you know, with COVID, knowing that, like, you know, like, like, forget what happened, like, on Christmas, Thanksgiving, like, forget, forget the holidays as far as a super spreader. This, I think this was a huge, this is, this is a huge super spreader. But again, like, uh, the current president doesn't believe that COVID is, that still exists and, and hasn't taken any precaution, precautionaries or any uh, effort in trying to slow down the spread, but what happened on Wednesday? That yeah, that's that that was a super spreader moment, and I think also three. It's just about the level of character that some like some Americans have currently, and that level of character is really depleted because, in one way, this kind of gives uh, America a, a bad look on how we carry ourselves and how we react to certain. Uh, losses in regards to an election, and yeah, I feel America like America does not like embarrassments, right? And I feel like with us being a democratic society, like what what, what took place, yeah, quote unquote, like what took place on Wednesday didn't seem very democratic at all. Not at all. No. No. And on top of that, what I found interesting was that there were no. Um, there were no signs of lethal force that was usually taken upon the peaceful protesters. I was wondering where that was. I, I mean, with all with the number of people that were at, at that protest, nothing really seemed peaceful because, like, uh, Terrell, you're pretty sure you saw you saw the video. Like, people were smashing windows inside to get inside the Capitol. Like, yeah. Secret Service, like, you got so bad. Secret Service had to barricade the door inside the Senate chamber. Like the senators that were inside, because like, like as, as all this was happening, the senators were inside the Senate chamber about to announce the the confirmation that Joe Biden won uh, the presidential election, fair and square. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and like that, then that that's what really set it off. Of course, with um the uh, the election, like the Senate election that was going on down in Georgia, along with the uh, Senate election going on in Arizona, you know they were like they were. Those were the those were the events that kind of like caused or led up to the protest taking place, 
and a lot of angry, uh, angry Trump supporters going up to the United States Capitol. Mm -hmm. But well, we also have to keep this in mind, though. And I actually found this out yesterday as I was watching the recap of the protest. It actually turned out that the president, um, <laughs> I can't really, really believe I'm saying that, but the president uh, actually, in a way, incited a riot for all the protesters. Yeah, yeah, he, he, no he went. He did it. Yeah, but like he went up to a podium, like, like he was on the podium with thousands of protesters in attendance. And saying, yeah, we're going to march up there. We're going to do this. We're going to do all that and do all that, you know. But yeah, he like he pretty much decided that riot. And oddly enough, knowing that most of the protesters were white, they just let him inside the Capitol. Security was not like, like in no, honesty, I think security was on their game on Wednesday. There was not, they were on their A game. <laughs> no, they weren't. Like, they, like, they weren't on their A more security than that. They were right. I, I mean, oh my goodness, man! Like they were just they were walking really inside. They, they like they really didn't do anything. Yeah, they just. I mean, it's so odd. I mean, and we're this, this is we ain't talking about like a like a courthouse or nothing. We're talking about like some local courthouse in the middle of you know, say like Nevada or Arizona or whatever. We're not talking about you know a city hall in a major state in America. This is the United States Capitol building. The creme de la creme of American of American government. Like, this is, I mean, so what got, here's what got me the most: go unleash rubber bullets, pepper spray, and tear gas on peaceful protesters, but not on a group of domestic terrorists. Hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, elaborate on that. The doors, mm -hmm. but you will not shoot at the assailants. The domestic terrorists who are trying to break in, knowing that you are within your legal rights. Mm -hmm. That's what you are trying to do. Aha. Uh -huh. So I guess your oath on protecting against foreign and domestic does not hold true? Uh, apparently, if you have a, you know, like a, a, a very far right wing administration, I guess it doesn't. Because, yeah, again, like, but I think what's really being talked about a lot in regards to the people that I know and the people that I follow, is that they're saying that if like these protesters were black, oh, I, oh my God, they would have been bloody Sunday all over again. Right? Yeah, we would have been lying. In the, we would have been lying in the street. In all honesty, like, like I'm just keeping it real because that's what we do on this podcast. And, like, I mean, like, heck, like we, we wouldn't even. I don't think we would have even made it inside the Capitol building. We, we, we wouldn't even made it. Inside, like they would, they would have stopped us at the first step. I mean, uh, like, and, and, and on top of that, even if it was a majority of us, like, how bad will we look, especially with all that happened last summer? Like, how bad will we look if you know we we actually we we did what the, the those white protesters were doing on Wednesday? Words would not even describe it. And let me tell yeah. you, they would have had tanks at the very front line. Mm -hmm. the very been a whole whole mess. I mean like yeah it was I mean like it was still like it was still a whole mess on Wednesday. I mean I like I don't know if you saw like did you see any of the pictures like there was like this one woman when she got in the Senate chamber and she was like 
like, like she was like chanting on on the, on the front on the front podium of the center. I'm like, yeah, 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 Trump toy toy, like whatever. And then and then like there was also this picture of this guy that went to Nancy Pelosi's office and like had her like they had had his feet kicked up on uh, on her desk and everything and just yeah, so, like oh man. It, and not one Secret Service agent, not one guard, went in and just took the action that was needed. Right. But, you have some Neanderthal, who was a retired Air Force woman, don't even know her name, don't really care to mention it, who was suddenly, you know, all these beautiful accolades because she was shot mm-hmm. by the Secret Serviceman. Oh, yeah, 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 I did hear about that. There was a, like, I think, yeah, there was, what, four deaths out of the, all of the, all protesters? Yeah, but three of them, so call it, had um, health complications. But we both know what that was. Ah, uh, I see. Again, mm-hmm. it, uh, like, but see, look, if these protesters were smart, they would have walked in with their mask on. Not let in. Yeah, but that's not the health complication I'm talking about. I'm talking about the one when you were beaten like a drum kind of health complication. Mm. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, again, this is probably like, political correctness. Yeah, and I understand this is a this is a protest. Uh, at least like that's what they're they're gonna say. Yeah, th- this was a protest. We didn't need to be de- uh, uh, use a uh, be domestic terrorists. I mean, like yeah, that, that's what they that's what they will say. But we also have to be reminded that they did force their way inside the capital. They forced their way inside the capital. I mean, like, look, go back and look at the footage. Now you see people like smashing windows, like, you know, like, I, I think, I think they were even like looting stuff out, out, out of there. Um, they weren't just looting, they were stealing. Yeah, stealing, yeah. They were stealing. <laughs> they stole a podium from the Capitol Hall. They stole the podium. <laughs> I mean. They, van- they didn't just steal, they vandalized the place. Right. And like, and, and this is what you call like. And, and, and yeah, you want to call BLM and and Tifa, whatever they call it, domestic terrorists. Come you on, like see what you just did to the Capitol. Really? I mean, it's it is so. Uh, I mean, I, I it's real. Like, I I feel like this would trigger a lot of people when I would say this, but I hope that it honestly doesn't. But. I feel like what happened on Wednesday was almost as just as bad as 9-11. Because, yeah, but here, here, here's why I say this. Mm-hmm. Here's why I say what happened on Wednesday was just as bad as 9-11. Because back in 2001, um, I'm like, well, Troy, you were probably born before then. Uh, like, I was I was born in 2000, February 5th, 2001. Yeah, birthday's one month away. Just remind, just one, you guys know. But, um, but yeah, like, 2001, Ever since 9-11 happened, ever since, you know, Al-Qaeda, you know, crashed that plane into the World Trade Center, mm-hmm. it definitely put, like, a really dark, you know, dark, surreal, you know, realization of, of, a lot of, yeah, of a lot of Americans. A lot of Americans were scared to death after that happened. They were scared. And even with the presence that we've had since... 9-11, you know, from George Bush to Barack Obama and even to, you know, who like they, we've, we've, we've always fought, like found ways to prevent any terrorist attacks from the outside world coming into our country. 
but yet you, your country could not even prevent an outside attack on their own soil. Devil's advocate speaking. Right. And on top, and I feel like with this, this in mind, knowing that we've we've been trying to protect ourselves from any terrorist attacks of in, from any country, like since since that dreadful day on September 11, 2001. We fast forward almost 20 years to January 6, 2021. And the people that were up at the Capitol the other day, they, they must have they must have forgotten how much we well we we tolerate or we like how, how we don't tolerate uh, terrorism in our country. We have a zero tolerance for that. Yeah. But they decide to 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 perform a terrorist act or an act of terrorism on their own soil. And these and, and these Trump supporters, they're the same people that say, "Oh, we love America. We love our country." Yeah, yeah, we'll do yeah, we'll do anything for uh, for America. Well, we'll do anything. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you'll do anything. So you're telling me that with you saying that you'll do anything for America, you'll also be willing to uh, go destroy a, a an American government building, like uh, like uh, the highest uh, like the highest authority in Amer- in American government. You're telling me that you like you like like you love this country so much that you're going to you're willing to destroy your own. I love, like your own, you know, jurisdiction. Like, you know, it's funny. The same group that call education witchcraft are the same group that went up and destroyed the Capitol, vandalized it. The same group that called Corona a joke are the same ones that stormed the Capitol. That's why I just don't, I don't even say nothing. I just drink my water and just enjoy the show. It's mm. like, <laughs> I mean, it, it just amazes me. Like, I don't know how we got to this point where we went from fearing the outside, like that, like the outside, per, outside person, or like the out the outside suspects, from becoming the suspects ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would hope that we, we wouldn't take, um, you know, take a play. Cause I feel like what the, what the protesters did, they took a play out of Al Qaeda's playbook, and I was hoping that we wouldn't ever come to that point but since we have how are we going to fix this like what like 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 this like, because i remember when when uh the, like when joe biden he had to come out and do a speech after what was taking place and you know he said like hey this is unacceptable and i believe you know the president needs to stop this now and needs to take responsibility for what he did because again like he did incite that that riot he did tell people, "Hey, go! Uh, we're gonna go march up to the Capitol and prove that you know this election was rigged, or oh, we're gonna prove that America still belongs to us, or we're gonna prove that I should still be president. We're gonna prove that." Well, no, he didn't prove much at all. You just made the like you kind of just like again. Like, I'm, I'm talking about uh, like I'm talking about Trump trying to like he's leading a trail, like like he's leading a trail for Biden to clean clean up. That's the best way I can describe it. Like, you know, for... leaving a trail. He's yeah. basically saying, you know, you stole from me, that's you. Yeah. What exactly did he steal? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, that's, like that, that, that's one thing he won't say. He won't say, like, because like, he, what he does, he, he wants to put the blame on the people, saying like, oh, well, you know, like, I mean, <laughs> this is... <laughs> 
like he, he likes to throw stones in a glass house, you know. Mm-hmm. But he again, like like he would have had a fair election if COVID didn't happen. He would have had a fair election if he would took if he would have taken care of COVID. If he would have you know gave the funding to the postal service to allow an easier access for mail-in ballots. I like he would have. Again, like he, he would have had a fair election. At least uh, he 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 would think he would if you know he didn't live in a pandemic like society. Again, he's throwing he's throwing stones in the glass house, and on top of that, he's living he's living a massive trail for because the more the more like the larger the trail gets, the more the more work Biden has to do once he takes office. Yeah, devil's advocate speaking once again. Regardless of this pandemic, he should have taken control of this narrative far before this pandemic even happened. He could have done a whole lot of things, set a whole lot of stuff in order, but he chose not to. I repeat, he chose not to. And yet the same group of people still voted for him. Hmm. Now, what does that say? And to anybody who has half a brain, I assume you know what I'm talking about. I assume if you even have somewhat of a form of intelligence, not to say you don't, but if you don't, well, each their own. But that says a lot, don't you think? It does. And and I'm still tripping over the fact that uh, this, like, like, I, 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 the, the, the one thing that I'm still tripping over is that, and this is kind of like, this is kind of a left field, but. And to make it <laughs> even worse, the police who were, who were there were taking mm-hmm. selfies with the domestic terrorists. I was just, I was, uh, I was just about to lead into that. Like, so. They did absolutely nothing. They were just inviting them right on in. I saw one mm-hmm. doing this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw a picture. I saw a picture of a police officer. He took a selfie with, uh, with one of the protesters. I saw that. I wouldn't call them protesters after what they did. Okay, well, like, well I guess terrorists would be the words that we would use, domestic terrorists. But mm-hmm. again, like, I, I think this, the, the one we can say is kind of out of left field, but do you think it's odd that they would have a protest on a Wednesday? It was the afternoon. <laughs> a little. Because like, I, I'm looking at this like. Today's a Friday. Yeah, because I'm looking at how big the crowd was, and I'm thinking to myself, man, like, I don't know, I know for sure, all y'all did call in sick for work today. This is, but but, but I will say this though, I'm pretty sure like the people that walked in massless, I'm pretty sure the next day they came to work, their boss might have fired them. All right. Like, well, you already like, know there's a pink slip. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, again, like, again, like if they were smart, they would have they would have kept their mask on. But since they didn't, you know, there's, there's a lot of exposed spaces. And and even with um, even with how much exposure the like the, the terrorists had, like like this like 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 Congress isn't gonna have a like Congress isn't gonna have a hard time trying to weed them out because yeah, like um, I remember I was watching a uh, recognition technology too. Right and like yeah, the, you, and the United States Capitol building is probably the most secure, one of the most secure uh, government buildings in the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, I and we have a cousin who works there, so he's actually one of the. Um, I think was it what state was it the Capitol Police? Yeah, it was Capitol Police. He actually works with them like via SWAT. 
Mm. And he told me what he's seen over there. And I can believe it because I saw it on the news. <laughs> I, I think another thing, too, because um, I remember I was watching Stephen Colbert uh, the other night and he he had um, uh, Amy Klobuchar on. And, and I think also Robert Robert Kessinger, I think that's how you say his name. He's a Republican, Republican senator. Um, uh, or Rob Kessinger, I think it's, that's the name. But um, but yeah, like she, like even Amy Klobuchar was saying that, yeah, like you know, we need to bring those protesters, those terrorists to justice. I mean, they they scared us all. I mean, she was in the room, like she was in the Senate chamber when all all the people had to get escorted out because the terrorists were coming through. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I have never seen anything like that in my life. I mean, I saw like they showed pictures of what was going on inside the Senate chamber, and. Those the senators inside there, they they were scared to death. Again, this was a, this was a terrorist attack. I mean, and but the but the problem is the security that were on standby didn't treat it like it was one. You know, they. I just find it interesting the amount of security that's paid for to guard the state capital. Did not do their job. They didn't. Deliberately. They deliberately did not do your job. My computer has more security than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, compared to that, it's fortified. I mean, what were you thinking? What did you think you were going to accomplish by not doing your job? Did you really think you're not going to be held accountable? Come mm-hmm. on now. And a lot of them were mostly from out of state, too mind you and not only were they held accountable but they were charged with guess what domestic terrorism and i believe there's still more rest to go oh yeah there's gonna be a ton there's gonna be like a i mean i can't imagine how how long that list is gonna be of a rest um i do want to touch on a personal note too especially in my like you know in my area of the of the bay area here in California, I somehow came across of a lot of Bay Area residents that actually flew to DC mm-hmm. and were at this and were at that at that rally or at that you know calamity that took place on Wednesday, and it shocked mm-hmm. me. And I, I mean, um, I think I, I forget her name, but there was a uh, there was a San Francisco um, mayoral uh, mayoral candidate that was at this rally and after i saw saw her face and saw her name i was thinking oh man yeah good luck trying to run for run for office in the bay area ever again when i saw her i yeah, mean I, I know exactly who you're talking about but i'm not going to put her on blast I'm yeah I, I mean i mean yeah it's so, so odd to me like how even though like yeah like I, I do understand that you know in certain parts of the bay area sorry about my hair but in, in certain parts, in some, certain parts of the bear, I do understand that there are people that have different political preferences. I can respect that. But to be to go to that extent, especially during the pandemic, because like, well, according to Gavin Newsom, we're not technically supposed to travel outside the state. So, like, but um, again, like Trump supporters don't believe in COVID. So, again, I, I feel I feel like this this was like a bad look on you know just like the people that live but or people that kind of kind of live here and have political differences because i'm you know like it's still strange to me that they would go to that extent again this is a big big crowd that showed up 
or that turned out for that for that for that series. Yeah. It's more than just a bad look. It's an embarrassment. It's an insult. It's basically a slap to the face to the people of Oakland. Not just Oakland. You got San Francisco, San Jose, Noah, like. Like all like the entire Bay Area, like and like, and we're one of the most diverse, uh, di- diverse areas or metropolitan areas in the country, even in the world. I mean, like there there are so many cultures that reside here, and that have been involved in the community and have expressed their, their like their political views in, in many ways. Um, but also, you know, you also have to think about this. Like most of California is a very you know, liberal. Uh, you know, a Democratic left, left wing uh, type, type state. You know, like we've been a blue state for uh, since like maybe 70s. You know, like, like we were red at the time. There were a few times where we were a red state, but you know, that was just like way back. But now, like, we've we're, we're like a strong, we're like a strong left wing, you know, a, a type kind of state. You know, again, I, that probably won't change in the near future, at, at least uh, from what we know. But and you know what? I find it interesting that now they're trying to convince the young population, like you and I, mm-hmm. that there is um, no bias, so to speak. Mm. You know, in any form, if you know what I mean. So if there is no bias, where were those rubber bullets when you needed them? Where were those cans of tear gas? when needed, where were those same groups of men and women who were armed in riot gear with a shield and baton? Where were they? Hmm? Nowhere to be found, but I'm supposed to believe that was an act of domestic terrorism. I mean, it was like, no, no doubt. And for anybody that wants to try to justify it, and I'm sorry, you're a fool for that, because like it's like like yeah, like this is this like this was unacceptable on so many levels that I can't even say. And even Joe Biden called it out. I'm thinking, hmm, well, now yeah, yeah, this is just like how how can you justify this? And how can but, you ignore that elephant in the room? I'm sorry, like like again, like how. Like, uh, I feel like, again, like, you'll be a fool to justify what happened on Wednesday. I mean, like, like, Democratic or Republican, it doesn't matter what side you're on. You cannot say that this is okay. Knowing full well that it's not. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that's considered an act of treason. Am I right or am I wrong? It's treason. It's treason. Okay, just so I clear that up. Yeah. <sighs> You go in thinking you're big and bad, but guess what? You're going to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you thought that you were going to get away with it. <laughs> I think mean, you must be really dumb if you have to listen to a law book. Have you ever went to a law library? <laughs> you ever went to a judge's chambers? I have, and it was kind of entertaining. <laughs> have you ever read the statutes? Oh, buddy, they're gonna have quite a time figuring that out. Again, like I, I can't imagine that any of any of those those terrorists that walk into that Capitol building, I can't imagine. Like, oh yeah, 
know, see, like if any of those people get a, a plead not guilty, ah, man, oh man, you will know how you you will not know how hot I would be. I mean, man, if they plead not guilty for this, oh my, no, see, look, like, like I, I I know there's been instances where like it, it, like throughout history and like even like in like for what's been happening in the past year, I know there's been instances where. You know, like, yeah, people may have been got off guilty for something that they've done, like, flagrant, flagrantly, flag, sorry, flagrantly. Yes. Yeah, flagrant, flagrantly. Mm-hmm. But if they get off for this, oh, this is going to be a whole mess. I mean, people are going to be marching in the street for this. Whether you plead guilty or not guilty, you're still going to jail for what just happened. And you'd be lucky if you... Yeah, if you, if you get a short term, like if you get a short term, yeah, you you'd be lucky. But see, see look, like that, that that's that's what I'm wait that's what, that's what I'm waiting for. Like the I, I, I don't know, like there has to be. I think the one thing that they're gonna have to find out, like who is the ringleader? I mean, because obviously, you know, we can't we can't really single single Trump out as the ringleader for signing this right. Like there has it's like and once they once they find out who the ringleader is, then I think. That, like they're they're gonna yeah that's when they'll start weeding them out because again like like that like the like the, the law enforcement may not make the right decisions but that doesn't mean that they're stupid all the time I mean like they they know how they know how to find their way around a case when they when they when they can or yeah, they're not big when cases. it comes to identifying people they're deliberately gonna hide it they're not gonna identify the leader I know they're not given like the um of instances you know full well that had it been a black man they would have made sure that his picture would have been placed on blast all over the media oh yeah he would have been i'm pretty sure it would have been on the fbi's most wanted list Mm -hmm. (laughs) public enemy number one Mm -hmm. i I can't like that that's that's like that's what that's what needs to happen they need to find out they need to find a ringleader then once they know once they know he is they gotta put him on the list like top, like top list. I mean, like Osama bin Laden top. Like they got, mm-hmm. like they got put on um, that high. Absolutely. <laughs> the same way they were um, hunting Boko Haram, it's the same way they need to hunt for that red, for that ringleader. Mm-hmm. That's the same energy they need to get. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> it's gonna say they're probably not even gonna do it. But on the other hand. The non-devil advocate might say there's a chance. They oh yeah, yeah, they're, they're gonna fight it. Like they'll they'll, they'll fight. They'll, they're gonna find ways to you know get get to the bottom of this. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure they will because again, like there's no way they can justify this. I mean, <laughs> again, like like I said before, you'll be a fool to justify what happened. Mm-hmm. And even and even if you don't decide to take like you know go to the furthest extent to find out who who caused this then there's going to be some upset people and you're just going to have a repeat of what happened last summer absolutely and, and like and like and that, that's the one thing man that's the one thing i was hoping wouldn't happen going into the new year you know i was hoping that with like all the stuff that happened in 2020 we could just put in put it in the books and not not talk about it again or at least you know, be we can still be reminded of it, but not have another episode that has some resemblance, or at least have some like some comparison to 
what took place as far as the protests, as far as, you know, politics, anything in that matter. Like, I, I was just really hoping, and, and the fact that it had to start so early, too. I mean, like, again, like, I feel like those, those, because yeah, those, been having like that same thing happen in this upcoming summer. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I think that early, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think you're right on that part. Like, earlier the better. Yeah, because, oh, man. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, man. I just, oh, it's just, I can't, I, can't, I, just, I still can't believe it. I'm, I'm shocked. And, and I understand that this, like, you know, there's been bigger, there's some bigger issues in our country before. That, that we never started, but yeah, this is just, this takes the cake for, you know, the probably the most worst thing. Like, the, like you'll, you'll understand that for the whole time during COVID and usually even, even like in a pre-COVID world, like countries have looked at us as the example. How, how are countries gonna look at us now? <laughs> like, um, they're gonna, they're gonna look at it just like I'm looking at it. Not very impressed. <laughs> at all not very impressed mm-hmm. and on top of that my friends from england thought about coming to the states i told them not to because i knew something was gonna go down i was like uh, uh, at, least, at least not at least not now i mean we got a i mean we got a whole lot of work to do even with biden coming in we still got a whole lot of work to do to get the respect of, of the country's back but yeah, we got we got we got to rebuild the bridges that trump burned Let's hope they're rebuildable. <laughs> yeah, and again, like yeah, it goes back to the trail. Like the bigger the trail that Trump leaves, the more work Biden is going to have to do. So, especially in terms of diplomacy, mm-hmm. it's yeah. going to take a long time to build that kind of trust back. Mm-hmm. Very long time. Yeah. I mean, hey, let's hope Biden will be better. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope. But I think. When when people look at what Biden, how Biden's going to come in, he's kind of like because I, I understand like not a lot of people were like juiced about Biden uh, or or even Kamala uh, Kamala Harris like taking taking office. Like not a lot of people were juiced about it. Well, except if you live in Oakland, if you uh, you know Kamala Harris. I mean, like yeah, people in Oakland were jumping over the moon when she won. But like, but um, but I I feel like. The, like just the whole landscape of America, they weren't too juiced about it. Kind of like, you know, it's like, it's kind of like, eh. you know, he, he's a, the way I see Biden, he's like a, he's like a role player. You know how, you know, you look at it, you look at an NBA team, you know, you got Steph Curry, you got, you got Draymond, you got Clay Thompson, then the, like the three, three and the five, they're kind of like the role players and even, or even the sixth man, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's kind of how I see Biden's administration going into, you know, he's just going to be a role player that, you know, has to clean up, you know, got to clean up the mess and like produce in the best way that he can. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a few more years until we get a candidate that we, we get juiced about, you know, that's like, oh man, this guy's, this guy's like a once in a generation president. Like um, Barack Obama, he was a once in a generation president. Um, John, John F. Kennedy, once in a generation president. Uh, you know, it's going to be long until we get like that star player, you know, that, for that, that, that number one pick. So. It's kind of like that dynamic of like, well, he's better than Trump. Anybody other than him. So come on in, get your together, and uh, do your job. All right. <laughs> and that's pretty much about it. And yet, 
I'm just really shocked that the same fervor they took upon peaceful protesters, they did not take upon to them. I know, like that's 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 what everybody's mad at the most. Like, I'm like, huh. yeah, it, it kind of, it kind of reminds me of what went down in Michigan as far as like the COVID protests. I, I, like, you remember what happened in Michigan when like those those white supremacists showed up to the to the Michigan Michigan Capitol building and mm-hmm. like they came came in like with guns, like facing face to face with the police. Like they they stood eye to eye with the police officers and the police officers didn't do nothing about it. They didn't even look scared. They did absolutely nothing. I mean, but again, like that that's just like I mean, forget about the Michigan Capitol building. This is the United States this is the United States Capitol building. <laughs> that's what got yeah. me the most. And they vandalize it. They just let them vandalize it. They just let they just let them loose. Yeah, I saw a police officer who kept pushing like the assailant back, but he did not even use force. He just ran. Like you have oh, actually, a collapsible baton in your hand, and you didn't use it. Oh wait, are you talking about that that clip of uh, like uh, that black police police officer that was inside the Capitol trying to? Oh, see, look, see, look. I feel bad for that dude because, like, I feel like if he send the black cop down, then like he's gonna he's gonna feel more vulnerable to the situation. Because if he if he beats it like again like if, if he beats one of those white 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 protesters, then I mean, yo that yeah so like, I, I feel right to use force. yeah 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 he legally like he could legally use like a brute force but again I still feel bad for that dude because you know it's just like man because I was watching that video like man you do you just just hit whack him over the head just just, just whack him. But like he, but like he was, but like it was just, it was, he was like he was one cop going up against maybe about I don't know, there were probably about like thirty people that he go up, had, he had to go up against. It was one cop. But like but it, it, what what was on his hip was his sire. Mm-hmm. But but also, but like also that also this too. Like it, it didn't take him. Like it took it had to take him to go all the way upstairs. I think he had to go up to like three flights of stairs until he was able to get back up. Good point. Yeah. Like, but still, he, he was within that right. But he, he even had his other two commandants mm-hmm. at the becking call, and they did nothing as well. I'm like, holy moly. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah I, man, I, I feel so. Your badge. I, mean, I would say, like, he should turn his badge for that. I'm saying, like, yeah. you know, at least, like, like this, like, no, no, no. Like, like, like yeah, I have some sympathy for this guy because, like, he was going like again. This is like oh, we know you know what happens a lot. You know, usually, and I'm pretty sure like this. This is like a this is like the like the running the running gag. Like in every like like in every like sci-fi movie or every movie that wears a death, like the black guy usually goes out first. We can all agree. We we we, we sometimes agree to that. So this is kind of like it was like one of those situations. Like yeah, okay, like, yeah. Listen, the black cop uh, to go fight a bunch of the angry angry white supremacists and see how he does. And but again, like luckily, luckily, you know, he, he like he stayed alive. But I, I'm still surprised at the fact that he didn't have any backup with him. He just it was just one guy. Like even the videographer, like like the guy that was ta- that was videotaping the whole thing. I mean, it looked like he wasn't doing nothing. He was just there. But like again, it took him. It had to take him to get back up three flights of stairs to, to for him to get back up. And like so, the, like not like I mean, I respect that. He he like he had you know he he couldn't do much because it would have been a bad look. But I understand 
that he kind of had to go up to get some more get some more assistance for him to fight that that large that large crowd of people because again like if he if he would have took them all out then like I, I, he probably wouldn't have made it uh, I'm just I'm just being honest like he probably wouldn't have made it if he took all like try, if he tried to take all those people out by himself so there is possibility yeah I, I mean yeah yeah I feel like they they they, they, they didn't get the play right you know they they like. Like once they went to the huddle, like somebody must have forgot the play, or they just didn't draw draw the play up in the right way. So you know, no, no the same. It's the mere shock of stupidity for me. Mm-hmm. It's the mere fact that they did nothing for me mm-hmm. before. Like the Capitol Police even showed up, they were the only ones that actually did their job. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now what does that really say? Yeah. And then you even have the mayor that made absolute certain that everybody, whether you're inside or out, oh, yeah. held accountable. Oh, yeah. Mirror Bowser, yeah, she, yeah, she doesn't play. Instead of like, the president himself, what does that say? Hmm. Uh-huh. What does that say? <laughs> I don't know. A whole lot. And it kind of brings back that elephant in the room. It's just like, oh, hmm, okay, mm-hmm, yes, yes. Like you, and people are trying to somewhat um, say, oh, well, no, that's not what it is. No, it is. Lying to yourself about the situation that happened will not help you. You can't lie about that. That, no. And it kind of brings me back to that little skit I was watching on TikTok with that whole little Medea thing. Like, does she see us? Yeah, I see you. Do you see me? <laughs> That's the truth right here. And yet they still deny it. Mm. So, so I think because, yeah, we're almost about to run out of time, but I want to close with this, with this message, though. So... I understand that, you know, um, we all of us, like all the real doers that are listening tonight, we all went out and voted for the people, for the person that we thought could be the best leader possible. I'm pretty sure we could all agree to that. Mm-hmm. But what those Trump terrorists forget is that, like, like, it's like, is that, like, nothing's really going to get taken away from them. It's just another, just another guy in, in, in that's, that's leading the country right now. But even with the guy that's in office right now, that doesn't mean that you should put, put all your reliability into the United States government. Again, like, I feel like, again, like I'm, like, like I'm, 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 I'm going to be as honest and you know as straightforward as this as as I can. I believe, as an American, it is not so much in the best interest that you put all the responsibility into the United States governments to help live your life. Mm -hmm. Your life is dictated by the choices that you, Y-O-U, you make. Like you dictate what you allow yourself to do in your lifestyle. Not the president, not the vice president, no. 
You. Because ask yourself this. Who's in charge of your life? Is it you? Or is it Joe Biden? Ask yourself that. Who, who, who's going to call the shots for you when you, you go, when, when you buy that house? Who's going to call the shots for you when they say buy that car? Who's going to call the shots for you when you go apply for that job? It's going to be you, not the president, you. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to make sure, I want, I want you to make sure that you instill that into your, into your mind right now that I'm not going to, I'm not going to, Will allow the government to be the sole provider for my, for the way I live in America. Again, like the president is only hired to make sure that the cup the, the country doesn't get blown up or whatever. <laughs> That's really the only responsibility they have, and to make sure everybody pays their taxes on time. That's really the only the only responsibility they got. That's like a... yeah, like yeah, it's it's a bonus. It is a bonus for them to provide for Americans. I, I will I will agree to that. I will test to that. Yeah, it, it's a bonus if they, for them to provide. But again, it is not their responsibility to control how you live your life. That is a responsibility for you. Simple as that. Absolutely. And I think with that, with that message, I think we're gonna have to wrap it up from there. So, but uh, yeah, anyway, I'm so glad to be back doing this 2021 baby. Uh, wish everybody the best year, uh, best year that you have. Um, again, don't let the government dictate your life. That's for you. Um, yeah, Terrell, man, like, yeah, de- definitely glad to have you back here. Um, anything you want to say for uh, everybody that's listening? No, that's about it. All right. Well, um, yeah, always as always, you know, uh, de- thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Again, we also remind you that uh, – we um you know go make sure you go check out our storefront the real dealers club is at the at real dealers club on instagram and in a few weeks time we will be coming out with a website so we will uh, make sure to update everybody on our new websites in the near future again it's coming our website is coming out soon so for more content and more exposure of course you know we've got big plans for real dealers club going into 2021 as well as big plans for the podcast going into 2021 as well and um yeah, again, make sure you guys stay safe. Make sure you guys wear masks. Uh, COVID is still a real thing. Uh, make sure you guys take responsibility for that. Again, don't let the government dictate your life. Uh, it's you that, dict- that dictates your life. And with that, I'm going to say good night. And as always, make sure to keep it real.